0: first episode since the spa shootings in Atlanta and um one would hope that that was the only tragedy to address but also that the police have continued to murder black men and now we find children um and we talked about this in June and so I don't want to not talk about it again especially because I think that um the hate crimes against Asians and Asian American people have been sort of covered in a different way. Um, I don't have a hot take on it. It's it's bad shit. And um, I think it's easy to say, like, it's not relevant to what we are doing here. Mm. But we're about to talk about vintage rugs, um, which are now popularly largely from turkey and from morocco and i think in design a lot we celebrate these cultures or not i mean by celebrate i mean honestly blatantly appropriate um and make make them cool through the lens of our whiteness Mm. and through the lens of like white supremacist culture um and then in our society, people who are Asian or Asian American or African or Black Americans are treated like this. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what else to say about it that we didn't say in June. Um, if you're donating, I think what I've learned over the course of this time is that you should try to donate as close to the source as possible to the grassroots organizations on the ground doing the work in those places. I know that there were a lot of um, Asian and Asian American, um, what am I trying to say? Organizations in Atlanta Mm. that were getting donations and trying specifically to raise money for the victims and their families. Um, And when those places are full of donations, as we saw in June with um, places in Minneapolis, they will refer you to other places to donate, so please do what they ask mm. and, you know, put your money where the need is and where people on the ground are saying the need is.
1: Yeah, yeah, very well said. Don't have anything to add that you didn't touch on?
0: It's a weird pivot, but I think, like, we did our Black Lives Matter episodes in June, and... I think those were important, I think that's the best we could do at the time, but it sort of seems to me that, like, it has to be integrated with the content, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, they're not separate things, because we're living these things simultaneously, so I don't know. I see an argument that it's, like, callous to do this and then move into what we were going to talk about anyway, Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, at the same time, it just seems like I don't know how else to do it.
1: Yeah, no, hear that. It feels equally as difficult. Well, it's not difficult to, but it feels equally as callous to simply ignore it and jump right into talking about a rug.
0: Yeah, certainly not. I don't know if this, like, you know, I don't know if there's space for us to do separate episodes that are specifically about social issues. That's not really our lane. And I wouldn't say that we are particularly informed about it in a way that people should be listening to us about it rather than other people you yeah. know what I mean and that's no. what sort of like if this is something you're interested in and you want to know more about it please don't listen to us yeah. specifically <laughs> um you know there are people doing this work who dedicate their lives to it my am just someone who can use the internet mm. um so yeah that's that's how I feel about it is that It should be addressed, but that doing separate episodes sort of seems like we have something to teach people about it, and I don't think we do. (laughs) Yeah, we
1: certainly do not (laughs) (laughs) have much of anything uh, to teach besides... I don't even know if people should listen to our decor. <laughs> we we spent like six months trying to hang a fucking rail. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, I think that um, people should listen to us about decor because it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> this is... This not is, necessarily instructive. Yeah, this is not funny. and um, But I think not talking about okay. it is tone-deaf and mm. is irresponsible.
1: That's fair. I think so, too. Especially, I mean, especially before jumping into an episode about rugs. And like what you're saying the idea of the white gaze exoticizing these things into fashion or into design i mean a lot of folks talk about appropriation um and it i mean it is appropriation but it's also just like that yeah that gaze that takes this thing that is a part of someone else's world and makes it like cool and and like is that cool? Is that not cool? It's certainly not for us to say, right? There's arguments I feel like on on both sides like some people see it see certain not certain aspects of it, not when it's just blame, blame appropriation like as a, as a kind of acceptance or like white society normalizing it and then there's a pretty strong argument people who say fuck that (laughs) like that that idea of it needing to be normalized and cool by a largely white society is it's pretty fucked um so yeah i think it is important when talking about like rugs especially but like any i mean it applies really to most most decor i'd say in this day and age most decor in america has some some lens of that white exotic quote unquote gaze put through it, except for maybe like the deco revival, but even that probably has roots in it. I'm not an expert in design by any means. So I'm sure someone working at like Parsons could tell you more about like the roots of deco. Um, so I think it is quite relevant.
0: Yeah. I think that something that I heard or discussions I heard around this topic um We're very much like, if you think this has nothing to do with design, please take a step back and look at what we're doing here. Because
1: please look at all the things you own.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Like I know right now there's a lot of African influence in design that's becoming cool, like mud cloths and textures and patterns and, you know, people using masks and things like that, um, which is certainly not exclusive to right now but that's something i've been seeing a lot and you know and watching all this vintage hgtv we're seeing a lot of the appropriation of east asian cultures um and like quote-unquote sushi bar living rooms you know
1: yeah wild
0: um so it's not not us
1: yeah i also feel like sushi bar living rooms are like a, a dante-esque circle of hell that <laughs> <laughs> nah is an odd thing for someone to choose to uh, position themselves in for the room they spend most of their time in. That's it, that's all. (laughs) (laughs) Just wanted to put that out there.
0: Yeah, so um, hopefully we can talk about vintage rugs and what we learned through our attempts to buy vintage rugs in a way that is is respectful of that um, and, you know, aware mm. of that as well. Yeah. So that's, that's what we're about to do.
1: So Joy does been threatening to buy a vintage rug for a very long time. <laughs> um, pretty much for our entire relationship. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, yeah, I think I had not purchased a lot of rugs, period. In my life, when we moved into this apartment, I think I bought one for my bedroom when I moved here. And I actually disliked it so much that it was probably gone by the time you moved here. Yeah,
1: that might be true. I don't really recall. I'm trying to... It was very much like I I was
0: in a Bed Bath & Beyond just trying to, like, (laughs) get all the stuff one needs to have an apartment because I moved here with nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was, like, a rug. It was an indoor-outdoor rug, which I sort of hate on principle, um, but it was, like, the right size, and I think it was on sale for $20. So, I was, and by right size, we know that I mean not the right size, because we know about my history of rug sizes. Yeah, true. So, I was just like, this will work. Um, and what happened was... This is rug. Yeah, and because it was an indoor-outdoor rug, it was really unpleasant to walk on, and also it, like, slipped all over the place, and mm-hmm. it was just sort of, like, sitting in the room in a really unnecessary way, so I got rid of it. Mm-hmm. And then we moved here, and it's, like, I guess we sort of, like, needed a rug?
1: Well, I mean, I... I don't know about need, but we... <laughs> like,
0: it was sort of like, oh, we're adults now, should have rug.
1: <laughs> should have rug. <laughs>
0: so I bought two rugs. I bought the rug in the living room, and we had a rug in the bedroom for a while, and they were both from Wayfair, and I think we've talked about them before.
1: Yeah, I think a little bit extensively. Um, they've been featured in... Yeah, they're definitely
0: of... in the show notes in the Somewhere, past. Yeah. And... Those rugs were fine. I have no beef with them. They were obviously not handwoven rugs. They were machine-made rugs um, that I bought on Wayfair, as I said. And as we've addressed many, many times, the living room rug was never the right size. Arguably, the size of the bedroom rug was fine.
1: Yeah, I guess. I don't remember. Why did we get rid of it?
0: So we, we got rid it? of the first bedroom rug because... We painted in here and ah. it no longer matched. And then we got another bedroom rug that did match. And then we painted again. Yeah. And then it was like a black rug with black walls, so no, that, that had to go. And then you were like, we should just not have one.
1: I did say that. That is a smart idea. Hashtag <laughs> dine to the Core Corner.
0: And you're you're right. Um, yeah. it works fine. See? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess I, I probably should have done more research for this episode. Um, but I don't really know what the theory is as to, like, why have rugs. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I A A it's a piece of decor, right? Mm-hmm. You can bring in other color or other color, other <laughs> pattern or other texture into the room mm-hmm. via the rug. And it's sort of like... Um, besides the walls like the biggest statement you're going to make in the room right you can use a rug to cover a floor that is not particularly attractive which is foreshadowing to another episode we're going to do in the future
1: uh you can use a rug to cover a hole in your floor to have some <laughs> fall through as a booby trap
0: <laughs> um, that's my
1: favorite application <laughs>
0: But I wouldn't say, like, this is not the color I would pick for hardwood that I put down, but our floors are sort of of a nice quality, really, relative to everything else in this apartment. Yeah, that's pretty true. Um, and then, obviously, it's sort of a comfort thing, right? Like, if you don't like the feeling of walking on hardwood, putting a rug down could perhaps fix that. Though, I um, I don't mind. Like, I plush carpet is not for me. Mm. Oh, also, defining space. We did use the rug to define space, especially in the living room, as we've talked about before, between like the living room section and your office section. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I guess I didn't need to do any research. Those are all the reasons. <laughs> <to have rocks. laughs> the, but uh, Exhibit A. <laughs> but I would say RE the Is that how you say that or do you say RE? I say RE. But I I think RE is Accepted, like an accepted alternative. I I
1: accepted alternative.
0: We'll <laughs> only because I say it to you all the time.
1: Though. Yeah, that's true. But I think it like it's kind of nice because it it makes it feel more like like, like actually typing. typing. It, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: Um, the bedroom. I feel like once we put the black on the walls, like that was doing all of the work.
1: Yeah, a lot of heavy lifting.
0: And sure. we literally don't need a rug to do anything in here. No. However. <laughs> When we go to the living room, I actually really liked the living room rug. Yeah, It was a Wayfair rug. Um, it's been in a bunch of picks, so I don't know. I'm not going to describe it extensively, but um, it has always been too small for that room, and the reason it's too small for that room is because I was cheap when I bought it, and mm-hmm. I bought the smallest one that I thought we could get away with. Which is a, a va- like that was the point I was at in my life when I bought that rug. You know? Yeah, it like, also wasn't
1: like that small. It wasn't like it was a little circular rug that was very mismatched. Just
0: no, like... it wasn't like three by five, but it was five by seven, and that room is eleven feet long or like wide. Yeah. So there were two feet on either side of the rug, and then it's sort of like the front feet of the couch were on it, and the coffee table was on it, and that was basically it. Right. Which we got away with for a long time, but then we bought the love sack, Mm -hmm. and the love sack was basically, like, the same size as the rug. Yeah. So it made it look really stupid.
1: Yeah, it looked a little foolish, for sure. Um, Yeah, don't have much to say besides that.
0: And we tried. We did try to salvage the rug by, like, creating an optical illusion with the love sack, and, Mm -hmm. like... Mm -hmm. Moving the rug so it was not under the love sack and was instead sort of like kitty corner from it.
1: It wasn't our best idea.
0: It was not a great application, though. So I knew that we needed a bigger rug. And by need, I mean, obviously, this is completely not necessary at all Mm -hmm. and was really just like expendable income that I had at the time. Because I'm also at a much different place in my life now where I was able to think about buying a vintage rug mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I think this is one of those situations where people would say something like investing in a vintage rug and I want to be clear that like this is not an investment that I made it was just an expensive thing that I bought mm-hmm. in the same vein as the love sack like the rug is not going to appreciate and our use of it is definitely going to depreciate its value <laughs> like it is a car <laughs> <laughs> you know and <laughs> that right
1: Rug is car? (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Man, this episode is like getting getting to rugs on like a a real platonic level. Like, what is rug? (laughs) (laughs) Well,
0: Uh, so I think like... Sometimes we talk about buying secondhand as sort of a um, money-saving measure, and I find that the way I do it, somehow I always end up spending more money than I would have spent on something new. Yeah. But, like, fundamentally, I think people think if I buy something used, it will cost less than buying it new. True. Sure. That is not the case for vintage rugs on the whole. Hmm.
1: Well, I My, mean, it makes sense.
0: Granted, I... Even I'm... just
1: the description of it. Like, vintage rug is different than, like, secondhand rug, right? Like, yeah, it's not like a
0: used is. rug. <laughs> yeah. Is not car in that sense.
1: Is, <laughs> rug is not car. <laughs>
0: um, or like sometimes they're called antique rugs and then you're getting into like the whole other thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, language is a really uh, powerful thing. Yeah. And this is this proof of that.
0: Though, to be fair, I haven't tried to buy an 11 by 7 rug like for real. But I think if I were trying to buy an 11 by 7 rug on Wayfair, it would have been much less than this rug that we purchased. Yeah, for sure. Um, which also, like, has some other factors, right? Like, machine-made rug versus handmade rug, Mm -hmm. age of rug, quality of rug, whatever. There's a lot to know about rugs. I don't know if you were, um, listening a couple days ago when I was watching on Discovery Plus the room-by-room rug episode (laughs) that they Um, made in 1999 about, like, buying vintage rugs.
1: Yeah, I think I heard a little bit of it.
0: So there was like a lot of info there. I'm going to try to share the info that I gleaned, but again, I didn't do like a ton of research. <laughs> so. Um, I feel like though you've
1: probably done more research than the average person trying to buy a rug.
0: That's probably true. Um, so yeah, I've wanted to do this for a long time and the opportunity sort of presented itself now. And so I started looking, which is funny because (laughs) there have been a lot of moments in my life where I like saw a vintage drug that I liked and I was like, oh, I have to step away from this because it's not time. Mm. And then as soon as I started looking, I couldn't find one that I liked to save my life. And I thought I was going to buy it on Etsy, to be honest with you, like... There are some pretty great prices on Etsy for vintage rugs and a lot of sellers and a lot of options. I probably looked at, like, at least 5,000 rugs. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I suppose it's probably true. Because I, w- I would just sit there while we were watching TV, like, scrolling through them <laughs> with different search terms. Um, a lot of keywording. Yeah.
1: <laughs> rug as keyword.
0: <laughs> it's hard, too, kind of, because, again, I knew that we needed, like, a certain size rug for our space. It had to be at least six by nine in Mm -hmm. order to make any sense. Um, But because these rugs are old and they're like handmade, they're not necessarily in the quote unquote standard American rug sizes Mm -hmm. that we think about. You know, when you go on Wayfair and you can like scroll down and get like five by seven, six by nine, eight by ten, like Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't work that way necessarily because it's just like someone hand wove this rug to the best of their ability, um, probably to fit the size of the room they had built for themselves. You know, <laughs> like, um, it's not about standards. Also, it seemed to me that in this market, people will buy rugs and say like, there is a, like a stain that you can't get out or there's a hole in the rug somewhere. People will like cut the rugs down. Mm. So I found that some of the best rugs had actually been cut into runners. Um, If I... Oh, it's a really long but skinny rug that fits in a hallway. Mm. The ones that I was trying to buy for the kitchen but that we couldn't buy for the kitchen because it would be too gross. Ah, yes. Yeah. But, like, stunning rugs. Amazing rugs. I actually have this dream that one day (laughs) I get to decorate a show house. Wow. And, like, I get to decorate that house based solely upon like rugs that i can't use in my real life but like each room will have a rug in it and then the whole rest of the room will be like based on a rug
1: it's pretty cool anyways it's a good dream i feel <laughs> yeah, it's a fairly attainable dream because
0: <laughs> like i feel like one only needs so many rugs right we need one rug in this apartment. <laughs> Yeah. And I was on the search for that one, but there were so many other good ones that just didn't fit the parameters. And I wish like you didn't meet the parameters. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh. Um, so that was a feeling I was having as I was scrolling through Etsy for all of these things. And I actually have a friend who is also super into vintage drugs. And we were like really working off each other in this way. Um, and she owns several Moroccan rugs. Mm. Uh, she has more floor space than we do, and the Moroccan rugs—people um, will probably be familiar with. There's so many knockoffs of them now, and they have these really bright, brilliant colors, um, often sort of skewing toward like <laughs> almost neon, like just really saturated, mm. and these really graphic, sort of like geometrical patterns. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is awesome. Like, I feel like if I did the show house, it would be all Barack and rugs. Just these, like, I don't want to say psychedelic, because I feel like that sort of indicates, like, a um, organic pattern. And these patterns are, like, so geometric and bold. Mm -hmm. But just, like, trippy rugs. Mm. Um, I showed you a number of them. I don't know if you remember. I I don't know
1: either, but I'm familiar with
0: with what I'm talking about. Okay. Um, so I did look at a number of those because they're just so cool. Mm-hmm. Like, they're so beautiful. And I, like, wish that I could use every single one of them. <laughs> um, and I opened a lot of tabs. Like, uh, you know, when you're on your phone, you can, like, open as new tab. And then you're <laughs> just, like, 30 tabs deep and you can't see what you're looking at anymore.
1: Yeah, it's dangerous on a phone because it hides it. It's not like doing mm-hmm. it on a laptop or a desktop where you can see it all at the top. You're just, like, it just... <laughs> goes, like, behind, <laughs> so to say. At least that's the little animation I get. Yeah. And then, yeah.
0: Never see it again. Yeah. yeah. Until you, like, close all time. <laughs> <laughs> Um. But I really, like, I didn't know exactly what I was looking for because I think that there are a lot of colors that were going to work in the living room. Mm-hmm. And, like, the rug that we had was a lot of different colors. So it wasn't like, oh... I'm looking for something specific. I just sort of knew that none of them were it, mm. and I had sort of a concern. I in in my research on the Moroccan rugs tend to have a higher pile. What does that mean? Like the the yarn is thicker. It's like taller, so it's like a shaggier rug.
1: So the pile is like the depth of a rug. Yes. Well, wow. It's spelled like p-i-l-e.
0: Mm-hmm. Hmm. P-I-L-E a um. Funny word. I guess it
1: makes sense. It's just like yarn piled. Mm. Anyway, (laughs) carry on.
0: (laughs) And my friend really likes that. She says, like, I feel like she wants her rugs to be like floor pillows.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I hear that as a vibe. I feel like some people are are like that. Just having really cushy foot experiences. (laughs) (laughs) Not the way. (laughs) Anyway. It's too late. You said it. (laughs) It's on the internet forever.
0: I had a few concerns about that. One being the vacuuming of the rug. Mm. Um, this is like our highest traffic area. We sit over there all the time. We eat we over be. there all the time. Like, a, cleaning the rug. It's traffic. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Get out the way! Cleaning the rug is like paramount. Mm. Um, and. Yeah, that was basically it was like cleaning the rug and specifically foodstuffs in the rug (laughs) because like that's where we eat all the time. We have no other table. Yeah. So I was concerned about having sort of a thick rug over there that was going to pick up crumbs and not release them back up into the vacuum. And it was just going to be like gross and sad. And like. On the Wayfair rug, like, fine, whatever, life happens. <laughs> but, like, I feel like this responsibility toward, like, someone's handmade rug that I'm bringing into my home, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that that's fair.
0: So, I personally was looking at Turkish rugs, which I think, um, feel somehow more traditional a lot of the times. Like that's what they were looking at in the room by room episode. Mm. Um, but like,
1: like traditional how? Traditional to whom?
0: <laughs> that's fair. Um, and so I'm I'm being very like broad about these things. But like among Moroccan rugs, there are so many different areas of Morocco and different communities of people who traditionally do this weaving. Mm that if you do a lot of research into Moroccan rugs you can probably narrow down like what area and what community you want to be buying from because the patterns and the colors are all very specific to those communities so to say like Moroccan rug does not necessarily describe something they're like more niche terms for it and the same actually for Turkish rugs and like any rug I would imagine is that Mm. like all of the weaving patterns and all of the colors that are used are very specific to that community because of location and like dyes that they can get their hands on and also just like cultural practices and things like that. So um, the sort of rugs I was looking at had smaller patterns, Mm. often um, circular or like based around the center medallion, you know, Um, and I guess it's it's sort of like yeah when you were watching room by room in 1999 like this is the sort of rug that would be shown to you um that or like if you think about like um a rug in like a manner Mm -hmm. like that's the sort of rug it would be is the pattern is really small and often sort of like more organic and and often like sort of not round but like sort of based around the center
1: yeah the the center has like a big pattern is that what why it's called the medallion it's like Kind of the, uh, the keystone pattern or like the, yeah. the feature. Yeah. Cause everything on our rug anyway, I think is like a smaller iteration or like in response to the center design. Yeah. Maybe. And they're often
0: symmetrical. Hmm. Whereas like, um, the Moroccan rugs I was looking at very infrequently were symmetrical. The pattern would sort of go in like a linear fashion. Hmm.
1: Makes sense. Cool.
0: So that's sort of what I was looking at because again, they were really low pile And actually, I found out that a very common practice is, in an effort to clean the rug to be resold, the like top layer of the pile will be shaved off. Wow! Yeah. Wild. Which was really interesting. That's why our rug is like so, like flat.
1: How do they shave it off? I mean, I guess just with a razor. Um. There, there,
0: there's like a machine, like a special machine that they use. Like a rug lawnmower. Kind of, I guess. Yeah, Whoa. there was no bid. There was just. There should was be a bid.
1: <laughs> I have many questions.
0: It's also, something people do that um, was not ultimately a rug we bought, but there was one that I really, really liked, just called overdying and they do this to Turkish rugs a lot, is like when you see a pattern that you think will be very um, attractive to the market, but perhaps the colors are not what are currently in style, Mm. they will dye the rug again, which is how you find these rugs that are like fuchsia or plum Mm. or like teal, um, but still have the patterns in them, is that they've been over dyed?
1: That's pretty interesting.
0: Yeah. There was like a lot going on, and I appreciated... Um, the website that I used to buy the rug. So I didn't get the rug on Etsy, even though I looked at like a thousand (laughs) rugs on Etsy. Um, I got it on a website called revival rugs. And that's where I got all of this information about like the rug cleaning and dying process and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I thought they did a really good job of educating the consumer, like, as they were like purchasing. <laughs> yeah, like, the the listing had, like, the area of Turkey that our rug came from, and as far as they could tell the people who made it. That's cool. Um, they also claim that they pay their artisans fairly. There's not, like, a ton of information on the website about specifically what that remuneration is versus what I paid for the rug, mm-hmm. so I cannot confirm or deny that. Um, but I hope it's true, because another thing about, you know buying a vintage drug, knowing that it's handmade, um, and where it's coming from is that hopefully there is sort of more provenance and more, like, ability to tell that the person who made it has been paid versus buying something from Wayfair.
1: This may be a foolish question, but yeah. if it is vintage, does that mean it was made a while ago, or is it, like, a vintage, like, in, in design <laughs> style?
0: So our rug was made in the 70s, hmm. um,
1: so is the person who made it in the 70s presumably getting paid?
0: Well, we have no idea what happened then, but my understanding is that it was, like, still in that community and then was sold to Revival from that community.
1: Mm-hmm. Cool.
0: Yeah. As far as I can tell. People can fact-check me. Um, but often, also, Etsy sellers will be based, like, in Turkey or in Morocco. Um, so they're, like, closer to those communities mm-hmm. than wait for us yeah you yeah. know what i mean so like there's there's like a um i want to say ecosystem but the, there's like an economy there of like the selling of these rugs from these communities and like
1: no that makes sense you I, the way you're talking about them I'm, the way you're talking about it or maybe the way the website copy is right it made it feel like the rugs are actively being made
0: so interestingly, um, I saw a lot of new Moroccan rugs for sale that have very similar patterns to the old ones. And that was something I was kind of... Like when I was on Etsy, it was really hard to tell if something was new or vintage unless they were asking me what size I wanted.
1: Because
0: mm. um, obviously a new rug can be made in any size you want it to be made. <laughs> right. So that is an art still like actively being practiced there. I'm less aware of turkish rugs and like i'm sure there are still people weaving and rug making there because it is like their traditional skill but i don't know um how those rugs look in relation to like the rug that we bought yeah um because i saw sort of at least on etsy there was less of like a new turkish rug market that i was looking at maybe just based on my keywords
1: Mm -hmm. cool
0: so yeah, there's like a lot going on in the internet that <laughs> I needed to figure out <laughs> in order to do this. Um but there are a couple of companies outside of Etsy that um pretty reliably like Revival is listed as one of the top 20 rug sellers on the internet. What that means like relative Top 20. Yeah. Uh that's obviously just based on like ease and like, you know, customer service and stuff like that. It has nothing to do I don't think with like their uh like corporate responsibility but (laughs) um there are a couple companies that specifically do this that have their own websites that aren't using etsy as like an e-commerce platform essentially Mm -hmm. and i thought i thought i was going to go through etsy because i thought it was going to be cheaper Mm -hmm. but actually i found that revival specifically had really comparable prices and i don't know exactly why that is i do know that our rug shipped from turkey so it might be that they don't warehouse in the US and that saves them some money, both on like shipping and, you know, warehousing costs. I'm not sure exactly how that works. Yeah, I don't know. But because the prices were comparable, I was like, oh, I'll check this out as well. Um and that is ultimately where I got our rug from just because I found one that I liked the look of. Um that was the right size. Yeah. Uh and I also liked about their website as a pro that they have on every rug um, a description of the dominant colors in the rug. That's pretty good. Because, as we all know, looking at, it at the color of something on the internet is one thing, and then like getting it is another. Mm-hmm. And their rugs are returnable. Um, and I would say most Etsy sellers as well were offering to take returns, but like... The idea of folding up a seven by eleven rug, putting it back in the bag it came in, and then like taking it to UPS is really devastating. So like I was trying to be right the first time. <laughs> and there were definitely situations where I was looking at a rug and it looked sort of like fuchsia or purple and the description was that the rug was red. Mm. We all know how I would feel about that if that happened. Um So it was really helpful to have that descriptive copy as well. And also sort of like a little background of the design on the rug. I wouldn't say that it was like an art history lesson, (laughs) Um, but it was like sort of just like a detail from a professional, which was sort of helpful or like interesting at least. Yeah. So I would say that their copy was very helpful for someone who has not purchased a rug like this to do so. Cool. One con Mm. that I will say is that When they, when I bought the rug and I got like the shipping confirmation email or like the order confirmation email, it no longer had the dimensions of the rug in it. And the listing had been taken down because Mm. I had purchased it. So then like, if I ever wanted to revisit the dimensions of the rug again, which spoiler I did, Mm -hmm. I had to measure it myself, um, which like wasn't the worst, but it was under our couch and I wish it had been slightly easier.
1: Yeah. That's fair. It feels like it'd be an easy fix for them to put it in the confirmation email.
0: Yeah, you know when you like buy a shirt on the internet and then you get the confirmation email. It says what size that shirt is. It feels like they could have done that. Um,
1: Yeah, it's an oversight. Yeah. Get with the revival rugs.
0: (laughs) But um, it did take a little bit of time to get here as well. I know that my friend who buys um, from a specific seller on Etsy always gets her rugs like three days later somehow. (laughs) Mm. Um, Whereas we waited probably like two weeks. I would say.
1: That sounds pretty right.
0: That's fine, because obviously not everything comes in two days. Yeah. Um, just, like, point of <laughs> knowledge. <Just like> f- <laughs> FYI. Point.
1: <laughs> P-O-K. FYI. <laughs> um, yeah. So then the rug came, uh, and it's all scrunched up. I had to open it. It's pretty heavy. And then...
0: Yeah, an 11 by 7 rug is, like, kind of no joke.
1: Yeah, it's pretty pretty hefty um yeah then we moved everything to get the rug
0: yeah every piece of furniture that we had in the living room which doesn't look like that much but, but when, when you have
1: to move it <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah um
1: shit just starts appearing where did this side table come from <laughs> how many extra cacti has jordan bought without my knowing <laughs> hmm. um so yeah so we moved everything which well it was a lot it was like fairly like easy yeah honestly Uh, rolled up the other guy which is for sale on App Deco so if anyone would like a uh, Wayfair rug that is purple and orange as the dominant colors with a really fun design it's a cute rug yeah it's a cute rug here's our glowing endorsement of it It just no longer fits our space slash maybe never fit our space but if you want it you can find it on App Deco you can uh, I guess DM the podcast I don't know DM us Probably, if you're listening, you probably know us, so you could also just hit us <laughs> up.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I was surprised by how much you liked it, actually, because I think I'm usually surprised by which things you care about, because usually <laughs> you're just, like, letting me do whatevs, you yeah. know? Um, because you really couldn't care less what the rug in our living room looks like, so I was, like, pretty surprised that you actively liked it.
1: Yeah, it's cool. It's just kind of like a, I don't know, it's a cool piece. That's it, you know? Like, like, I don't know that I, uh, I don't know that I, I don't want to say I don't care. Because I'm certainly not apathetic about design. Like, clearly. Given that I co-host this uh, design <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, so it's not like an apathy. But I, it's a lot of just like trusting your judgment too. And being like, yeah, I'm sure it'll be cool. But then once the rug was actually in here, I was like, oh, this is like a pretty cool piece. Because I mean, it is, Fundamentally, a work of art. It's a work of art that we put a bunch of furniture on top of and walk over. But it is something someone made. Um, and it is like a really beautiful handcrafted thing. You know, so while I don't particularly care about rugs and certainly not about that Wayfair rug though it is really cute so one of you should buy it. Um, <laughs> like the fact of owning it's like handmade piece of art sort of it just sort of clicked in my brain and like appealed to me. I suppose that makes sense. I was like, oh, oh, shit. This is going to be a cool thing.
0: <laughs> it was also shocking to me. Like, I knew that having the right size rug would look better. But damn, having the right size rug in your room really, like, is everything they say
1: it is. Yeah. Yeah, it does make a big difference. Um, for sure. Yeah. Looks like we have our shit together <laughs> way more <laughs> than we do. Uh, so we got got it down, got everything on it. Fairly, fairly seamlessly. Yeah. Um, and then the rug kept like scrunching and we couldn't, we couldn't really stop it from getting little bumps and scrunches. Um, especially with the love sack having to like roll that around. And I think the friction of the, of the sack material <laughs> with the rug, just like they weren't playing nicely together. Um,
0: which is weird because I've never had that happen with a rug before. Mm-hmm. Um, Though, like, made a lot of sense to me because, again, I've only ever had machine-made rugs before, and they usually come on a pretty stiff backing. Mm-hmm. Whereas this rug is 100% wool, so it's just, like, a, like a cloth on the floor, essentially. Um, so I was talking to my friend about it, and I was like, hey, is this a problem you've had? Like, I also was surprised because it was folded in the box that it didn't really have, like, creases in it. Mm. but i was sort of wondering like will it mellow out once it's been out of the box a Mm -hmm. while and she was like well do you have a rug pad and i was like well of course i don't have a rug pad (laughs) i've never had a rug pad in my life like (laughs) i just spent 900 on this godforsaken rug why would i buy another piece to make it like more rug (laughs) and she was like no bro you gotta have a rug pad (laughs) Um, and again, she, like, the other reason I didn't want a rug pad is because I don't want, like, a, a, like, lift to the rug. I don't mm. want the rug to be squishy.
1: No extra pile.
0: Right. She wants, again, like, the, the thick-ass rug pad that makes the rug, like, squishy as fuck. Right. I want my rug to be, like, a floor drapery. <laughs> you know?
1: Wow. Joan Osters did this really cute thing with her hands when she described it as floor <laughs> drapery. And, uh. I wish you all could have seen it.
0: Um, and she was like, no, you gotta get the rug pad. So uh, she sent me a link to pads USA. Wow. <laughs> uh, which, okay, so again, we had just like purchased this um, this vintage rug that was handmade, out of wool, by an artisan. And now I'm looking at this like piece of plastic to put <laughs> under this thing. Um, and I did like a wee bit of research, not too much, but just like a little bit. And I found out that um, the best rug pads to use, specifically under vintage rugs that don't have a synthetic backing on them, mm. is a mix of um, rubber, like real rubber, and felt. Huh. Fun fact. So not like plastic. Like, can you picture those rug pads that like, everyone's mom has that are like the netting? It's, like, plastic netting.
1: Oh, yeah, I have seen
0: those. Yeah, so that's what I was picturing. And this that she sent me was, like, like a piece of rubber Yeah, that was, like, nubbly on the top. Mm -hmm. And I thought, like, based on the picture, that it was going to be sort of, like, more felty in texture. That happened to not be the case. But, so that's what she had sent me. And I found a few other places, including Revival, that do sell this type of... uh, Rug pad. Hmm. So I did look at getting revivals as well because we had such a good experience with them with the rug that there was like no reason for me to doubt that their rug pads were good.
1: Right. Makes sense.
0: However, like I said, each of these rugs is a non-standard size um, because your rug pad is supposed to be exactly one inch from the edge of your rug all the way around. So like our rug isn't actually seven by 11. It's like seven feet, two inches by 10 feet, eight inches or something. Hmm. And Every other rug pad site was like, buy a standard size rug pad, cut it to size. And I was like, I'm going to pay you to send me this rug pad, and then I have to cut it to size. <laughs> Whereas rug pads USA was like, enter the exact dimensions of your rug, and we will send you a rug pad that is the right size. And I was think. like, yes, this one. <laughs> Um, and also, they ended up being the cheapest. They were running an Easter sale at the wow. time, wow. so I
1: love e-commerce. <laughs> yeah,
0: um, it ended up working out. But I definitely like. They had a bunch of different thicknesses. I picked the thinnest one possible. Nice. Like, would actually sort of highly recommend them for a product <laughs> I didn't want to buy. It was sort of like the least. It was like the most painless way to buy the product I didn't want to buy.
1: That's fair. I mean, I think that's a, uh, it's a definite. is that one of like basic like entrepreneur business school things like a pain point they mm, call it yeah <laughs> it's kind of just like an iteration of that <laughs> that's it that's all i have the thinking though as it is true the like the wayfair rug all the rugs we've had uh, have already on them like a kind of a netty fibrous yeah. or not fibrous like plastic
0: back yeah
1: i don't know i that, think it is
0: just plastic yeah
1: i am trying to like describe it i said fibrous but it's not that but it's kind of just like it's like a Gra- grainy of shoe plastic kind of. yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> Has like a weird texture to it, which maybe maybe it does have like a little bit of rubber in it too or something.
0: I think actually based on watching that room by room episode, the the purpose of that is to actually like um, hold the fibers in. Whoa. Because machine rated rugs aren't actually knotted. The fibers get pulled through the netting Whoa. and then just cut and then that Coating is put on the back so the fibers don't fall out the back. Whereas, like, our rug, every single one of those strands is like hand tied on.
1: Yeah, yeah. Wow. I didn't know that about. Yeah, I guess that makes sense.
0: So (laughs) I think it, like, serves dual purpose that, like, once you put it on the floor, it also is, like, non skin and stuff, but it's actually holding the rug together as well.
1: Hmm. Yeah, so then we had to move everything again.
0: Yeah, that was a uh, huge bummer. Yeah. It was much harder the second time around. (laughs) (laughs) And also, like, the rug is not particularly, like, movable, right? No. Like, there's nowhere for us to put a 7x11 rug to get it out of the way to lay down our rug
1: pad. Yeah. And, like, once you roll it all the way up, it's still pretty fucking heavy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it's like, uh, yeah, it was a bit of a pain. But I ended up, once we got everything out of the way, uh, really it ended up being fairly seamless putting it down.
0: Yeah. The interesting thing, though, was that obviously the rug pad was perfectly square, mm. or like not a square, but like all of the edges were square. Right. Whereas like both the rug and our room are not square. <laughs> right. So sort of like the lining up of everything was a little like weird and precarious.
1: Yeah, it got a little wonky for sure.
0: Um. But like fun fact, that rug pad changed our whole lives.
1: Yeah very worth it like immediately zap scrunching
0: yeah if i had the opportunity to do this again i would definitely buy the rug and the rug pad at the same time yeah every time like we'll always have rug pads from now on um yeah not only was it not scrunching anymore but that shit is not going anywhere yeah Like, as soon as we put it down, it was even, like, hard to reposition the rag again. So you sort of have to be, like, pretty sure, because it's, like, all one piece, almost. Um, The reason that this material is recommended is that the, like, fake plastic ones can, like, get hot and melt and fuse to the back of your rug, which will Mm. def-fuck up your rug.
1: Yeah, be a lover.
0: These don't do that. It's just, like, the, um... The friction from the felt. Science. That's holding the rug onto the pad. And that shit's, like, on there. So, feel great about it. Which is not to say they're stuck together like Velcro. Like, I lifted up the corner of the uh, rug the other day and it was, like, no big deal. But just, like, something about the way that they hold together, it's just like holding the rug down perfectly. It doesn't even have like a density at all. You can't feel it under there when you walk on it, which was something I was really afraid of, is that you'd be able to feel like the lip. Mm. But yeah. Love that shit, surprisingly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> ten out of ten.
0: Yeah. Um this is probably like our our only vintage rug foray, though, because again, we don't need that many rugs. Yeah, I did find this fabulous, I want to say Afghan rug on um Etsy that I almost bought for the living room, but it was gray, mm. like different varieties of gray. And there was something really lovely about these rugs that I liked in their patterns. It was sort of like varieties of triangles. Oh. Um, and I'm sure there's, you know, like, much more cultural significance than that. I just, like, saw the triangles. (laughs) Um,
1: Oh,
0: yeah. Maybe. Maybe Maybe math is just cool. I mean, math is cool. (laughs) Um, And I almost... I knew it wasn't right for the living room, but I almost bought it for the bedroom. And then Mm. I was like, no, we don't need this, and I need to focus. (laughs) But... (laughs) um, Another type of rug that I would like to use in a show house one day, because it was, like... Different from everything else I saw and was just really very interesting yeah, I think you and lovely. It I did, yeah, yeah. I remember it
1: being pretty cool.
0: And you almost let me buy it for the bedroom, too, and I was the one who stepped myself back from it.
1: Yeah, because what's cool. It was... Yeah. I remember... I don't remember the design as much as I remember the colors and the way that, like, an all-gray rug probably sounds a little, like, drab, right? Is that the word? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was
0: really dynamic, though. But,
1: yeah, it was, like four or five different shades of gray and the way this artist, like, inter... I mean, literally <laughs> interwove that it all together. It was, oh uh, yeah, it was gorgeous. It was
0: wild. Yeah, and so I... The reason I walked away from it is because I think the gray would have been fine in here, but I think the black walls are such a statement that to, like, put the gray on the ground would in some ways be, like, either doing too much or toning it down. Mm. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it creates more of an aesthetic than like a statement yeah it becomes this like uh we recently finished up design stars we're now also uh <laughs> professional design judges and critics in case anyone's wondering <laughs> um, but, but yeah now you're saying it makes it more of like a theme yeah right? you know as opposed to like black walls on the bedroom it's just like oh this is like your black and gray theme like aesthetic room
0: yeah, but I wish I had a place to use that rug because I think that rug would be really good in a space that, say, like, someone wanted it to be all white with just, like, mm. a very neutral thing of interest. Um,
1: makes sense. I imagine, like, one of those fucking, uh, like, the 70s modern style, like, L.A. home, mm, you know, with yeah. like, the big-ass windows. People feel like the way pe- many people own those types of homes design with, like, the really clean lines, usually a lot of white... Like maybe a few little statement things.
0: Yeah, it was definitely a thing that could have fit in a very modern space because of how angular the the pattern was. I thought.
1: Mm. Yeah, this is, this is our first long one in a while too.
0: Yeah, that's true. We had we had a lot to say. I looked at a lot of rugs.
1: Yeah, we got more rugs coming too. Not actual rugs, but stay tuned for that. Will Jordan get her kitchen rug? Dun dun dun. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of Apartment Twenty Six.
0: For more info on the stuff we talk about on this episode, check out the show notes linked below and follow us on Instagram at apt26podcast.
1: See you next time.